Welcome to Season 2 of There Are Good Things Here, the podcast where you listen in as Katie Hubbard talks to God about life in the year that it got upended by her first cancer diagnosis. I hope you'll find grace in her honest, hard, and hopeful words. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, and I just want you to hold on to Jesus like Katie did. It won't be easy or perfect, but it will be worth it. Welcome back to There Are Good Things Here, the podcast that I have been away from for almost a month. My apologies for those of you who have been regularly following the podcast. I was away speaking at a camp in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and the craziness of that time kind of took over my best planning. But here we are back with Katie's journals from May 5th, 2009. And again, I'm actually reading from her CaringBridge blog post. They're still available on CaringBridge if you search Katie Hubbard. Uh, But I know many people are listening in, and this was actually the way that she was journaling during this period of her cancer journey. May 5th, 2009, Katie writes, Sunday was a wonderful day. Rachel's baptism was very special for me. And in the late service, two of our students were baptized as well. That is, two students who were involved with our Navigators Ministry at the University of Illinois. It was a glorious day. That evening, our church choir and orchestra performed Mendelssohn's Elijah. I felt good enough to go, and it was amazing. The scripture they sang really spoke to me in a powerful way. Each day I'm feeling better. Yesterday, I was actually hungry for most of the day. I feel like the lamb being fattened up before slaughter again on Friday. That's my next treatment. However, I am thankful to know that it appears that I will not be miserable the entire two weeks between treatments. Food is tasting somewhat good. Yesterday, I was driving along thinking about how much better I feel, and then I laughed out loud. Here I am thinking that I am doing so well, and in reality, there is so little that I am doing. My energies go toward having life be as normal as possible for my kids, and that's about it. I'm not cooking, cleaning, involved in anything. It's such a far cry from my quote-unquote normal life, but it is so much better than last week. I am extremely grateful. My friend who wrote on my guest book that her son prayed, Lord, help Mrs. Hubbard know how to do nothing, was so right on. Out of the mouths of babes comes such wisdom. Speaking of doing nothing, I continue to be amazed every day at how the Lord is using the body of Christ to take care of us in every possible way. He is truly carrying us along in waves of grace. By the way, Doug Nunke, I believe that was Katie's shout-out to you from your book, uh, Waves of Grace. Doug Nunke was a former president of the Navigators. I also would say it's interesting if you've been uh, trailing along on these podcasts, listening in to some or all of them, what you see is how consistently Katie talks about how other people are serving, other people are helping. Someone's child is praying that Mrs. Hubbard will know how to do nothing. Um Do you see how important it is to have a church family around you during times like 
this, unexpected times of suffering or weakness, if you're not connected closely with a church family in your local community, maybe you're between churches, maybe you're between cities, maybe you've just been, um, I don't know, um, disenchanted with your involvement with church, I just want to take the time to encourage you to prayerfully re-engage with a local church community that can support you and where you can also be the source of support for people like Katie going through times like this. Okay, enough preaching. On to May 8th, 2009, which Katie entitles, by the way, on her blog, she gives us one a title called What Happens When Mom Feels Bad? A True Story by Katie Hubbard. Saturday evening before Rachel's baptism was a little nutty. I realized at about 9 p.m. I had several things I had not done to get ready for her big day. One rather crucial item was to pick out what she was going to wear under her white baptismal robe. The clothes underneath would show underneath after she got wet, so we were instructed to choose light-colored clothes. Of course, I was behind on the wash, so as I started rummaging through her drawers, I realized the only clothes she had that were clean were things like dark purple shorts or orange t-shirts. Finally found a light-colored pair of pants that were too big on her, but I was too worn out to do anything else. I tucked her in bed, and I told her the pants would be just fine. Sunday morning, we're running around trying to get out of the door early for church and her baptism. About 15 minutes before we were to leave, Norman looks at Rachel and declares that she cannot wear those clothes under her robe. I must admit, I was a bit frustrated. And so I said, go down in the basement and see what you can find. The next thing I know, Rachel appears in a white t-shirt and a pair of light blue shorts that I must have never seen before. I thought that was kind of odd, but then I figured they must be hand-me-downs from their cousin that she had not worn yet. So we head off to church and all goes well. Fast forward to Tuesday. I am now catching up on the laundry. I'm folding a load of whites and I find the shirt that Rachel was baptized in and I fold it. Then I pick up this little pair of light blue pants of Joseph's that he grew out of last summer. Puzzled, I look at them closely, wondering how they got in my laundry basket. I check the tag, and sure enough, they were size 12 months. And then it begins to dawn on me. These pants look suspiciously similar to the light blue shorts that Rachel wore to her baptism. Kayla and I looked at each other and burst out laughing. Somehow, Norman and Rachel had managed to dress Rachel in a pair of Joseph's pants and use them as shorts. I don't know what is funnier, that neither of them noticed that they were size 12 months, or the fact that my 8-year-old can fit into a size 12-month pants. She is very slender. In true Rachel style, she has been wearing the shorts all week. I guess I have found a new use for those pants that Joseph has grown out of. I should mention, by the way, that this is a story that continues to be told in our family. On a more serious note, Katie continues, Today I had round two of chemotherapy. My verse for chemo is Joshua 1.9, 
Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. He is with me wherever I go, right into the chemo room. Something about having all of these harsh chemicals pumped into my body is very daunting. So that is my going to chemo verse. It was also interesting getting back on this horse again after feeling so much better the last few days. It's like, again, being a lamb fattened up for the slaughter. Feel good? Great. Let's pump you full of that nasty stuff again. On the other hand, I am thankful that my blood work was good so that I could have my second treatment on schedule. This is the treatment where I should lose my hair, and this is another big one for me. I feel in many ways like this is my last huge hurdle. If I can get through that, the worst will be over, Lord willing. Everything after that is continued treatment and healing that is forward-moving. Right now, it feels like this journey has been so long, as if I've been beat up and left lying in the dirt. Losing my hair is like one more kick in the gut after all of that. I know in the light of the cancer spreading or concerns about it being life-threatening, losing my hair is minor, but it's still a really big deal for me. I don't know how I will respond. Will I want to shave my head? Will I let it fall out? Will I wear a wig? Will I do hats and scarves? How bad will I be feeling physically when it falls out? Will I change my name to Sinead O'Connor and seek out a new career in pop music? I was in such a mental fog last week and so fatigued it's hard to imagine dealing with the hair loss in that condition. So, if you would please pray Joshua 1.9 for me, that I would be strong and very courageous for the Lord my God is with me wherever I go. I should start feeling really fatigued on Sunday. My good buddy Nausea is here right now, sitting comfortably inside of me. It is better this time because I have some sense of what to expect. It's also hard because I know what is probably coming. And finally, I present a day in the chemo life of Katie Hubbard. Here is a brief snapshot of how friends and family are carrying us through this time. This morning, a friend came over to watch Joseph while I was at the doctor with Norman doing chemo from 10 to 3. During that time, another friend dropped off a rhubarb cobbler. At noon, a cleaning team came to clean the house, a gift from another friend. And then... I had another friend offer to come over and plant flowers for me. I am a serious flower nut and was afraid that it would be very dismal this year. Meanwhile, mom and dad were at the school most of the day with Tom, Kayla, and Rachel for grandparents' day. Then a friend dropped off dinner and some groceries. Right now, our kids are at an Illinois baseball game with, you guessed it, two other friends, in recounting all this, I haven't even tried to account for the numerous friends who have contributed to a special medical account set up at our bank so that we can pay our medical bills, or our other friends who have brought meals, organized cleaning, overseen our needs, you name it. I tell you all of this to show how overwhelmed we have been by the bigness of God and His body, 
We are literally being carried along in waves of grace. On the day that I was diagnosed, I did not see how we could possibly cope with me having cancer, having four kids, and being in ministry. The needs just seemed too big, the problems too overwhelming. God has just blown us away and increased our faith. It also shows me just how much I do around here when I am feeling well. I will never underestimate my job again. Blessings to you all. Thanks for reading. And thank you for joining me again for this podcast. There are good things here. And I pray that you will be encouraged from Katie's words and from that passage in Joshua 1.9, that you would be strong and courageous for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. 